4: based on the best-selling memoir, tells the incredible true story of one family's miraculous escape from Nazi Germany. Critics describe it as mesmerising, sublime and stunningly crafted. Our world premiere season sold out. Don't miss out. Book tickets now for the May and June seasons at driftwiththemusical.com.au In the spirit of reconciliation... The Theatre Thoughts podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all traditional custodians of the land on which our episodes are recorded.
5: And I remember turning to these guys and I was like, as if this is happening no way. right now, like <laughs> today." As if this is happening, and then and then that room just felt so. I don't know what the, how would you describe it like, like,
6: like just real. I guess would yeah. be the thing. So uh, the reality of the show it really seeped into, like the connection between what was happening in reality and now mm. the fiction of the show has really become one.
5: Melded. It was crazy. <laughs>
4: You're listening to the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. My name's Justin and I'm so happy to have you here. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to our exclusive chats with some of the best artists that the theatre world has to offer. If you like this episode, why not give us a 5 star rating wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends at work around the water cooler, sit down with your pet and listen to it religiously, or just become a loyal little TT Pod fan. You can get full access to the podcasts, a shout out on one of our episodes, as well as earlier access to our podcast episodes for as little as $5 a month. Or if you're a little bit stretched on cash, why not just support us for $3 a month. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram at ttpod underscore official, where you can see all of our content online. So get ready to switch on those thoughts as you enjoy a brand new episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. Welcome everyone to a very special episode. The theatre Thoughts Podcast. We're here in our first live interview uh, with the cast of Expiration Date. So I'm going to introduce them one by one. We have our live little studio audience with us, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, so let's start with the woman on my left. So we have an Australian, South African, Western Sydney actor, singer, theatre maker and choreographer who grew up on Darwall country. Her debut play, Expiration Date, premiered at the Adelaide Fringe in 2023. Other recent works include Camp, Where Shall We Meet and Tiny Universe, most recently directing work for Teen Angs, an original musical with Lucy Heffernan and Shopfront Arts Co-op 2022 Senior Ensemble. It is Lana Phillies. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Next up, we have a performer and writer who started performing at the age of six, performed in numerous shows across the Illawarra, including Short and Sweet Illawarra and Ruben Guthrie debuted his one-man show as part of a shopfront co art arts lab in 2023 which i had the pleasure of seeing and he's worked with engorge theater company in their outdoor theatrical experiences it's flynn mapplebeck Yay. welcome
1: Yay.
4: And then, swiftly on, we have a director, a writer and a performer, recently written and directed the Infinity Mirror for Shopfront's Arts Lab and Fledgling as part of Marigon X, facilitated workshops for young people, with Shopfront has a passion for providing young people with the tools to use their own voices. You were our first yeah. artist of the month at Theatre Thoughts. It's yes, Lily I'm Heyman! <laughs> And last but not least, we have a production manager and theatre maker who has been the operations manager at Shopfronts Art Co-op uh, since 2020. Production credits include a practical guide to self defence with the National Theatre of Parramatta and Fledgling at KXC in 2022. And I haven't told you, but she is our next Artist of the Month at Theatre Thoughts. <laughs> Tyler Fitzpatrick
3: <laughs> Some people pretend she's not But she is
4: Welcome How did the show go this afternoon? Or tonight I should say
5: Yeah it was a sad one <laughs> was it? it was
3: very good I,
5: I had a little tear did like, I, did, I did I had a little tear running down my face I was oh. like I felt that
4: in character?
5: <laughs> yeah, in character. In character. And in life, but but mostly the character. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was nice. I think the adrenaline for the first week has well and truly worn off. Yeah. And Now we're like, oh feeling. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, I had the pleasure of seeing the show on um, on Saturday for your opening night, and it was great. It was very topical. Um, your acting was great as well. Oh, thank I think you've you worked you. very well on stage together. Yeah, there's a real natural presence as well. So congratulations oh, on, on so debuting in a Miraki. Oh Yay. thank you. Um, so let's talk about you, okay. first of all. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, expiration date, you wrote it. Mm-hmm. It's your first play. It is. Where did it start?
5: Um, in kind of two places. So we were trapped in lockdown, as we all were, um, and I had this insane dream that I was trapped in an elevator with my ex um, and I was being pressed with all of these questions of like, why don't you want to be a parent or why don't you want to be this woman that everybody expects you to be? Because, like, my whole life I've been told, like, I'm so maternal or I'm really great with kids or blah, 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 but I completely reject that.
0: <laughs> no offence, kids. Okay. Um, <laughs>
5: um, no offence. Um, and so then I, had, I yeah, had this dream and I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Wrote in my journal and then forced this one to come on walks with me in lockdown. And I was like, you know... I just don't want that life. And then we just (laughs) chatted about how different it was and how much Flynn does want that life. And I was like, insane. So then we just recorded these conversations on my phone and then one day I turned to Flynn and I was like, now this is something, isn't it? (laughs) 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 And And then the play began. I just transcribed all of our conversations and... That's how we started making the show.
4: That's incredible. I, I really kind of envy that sort of brain. I really wish that I could write something like that. But that's like, it's incredible. Oh,
5: thanks. You definitely could write <laughs> Oh, <that>. well, <laughs> okay.
4: But it's also very topical, like I said, because obviously it came from the Roe vs Wade um, overturning in America. Yeah. Which is extremely, you know, prevalent and uh, controversial and as it, well. It
5: overturned on the day that we previewed the show for the first time to people. And I remember turning to these guys and I was like, as if this is happening no right now like today <laughs> as if this is happening and then and then that room just felt so i don't know what the how would you describe it like like,
6: like just real i guess would yeah. be the thing it's so uh, the reality of the show it really seeped into like the connection between what was happening in reality and now mm-hmm. the fiction of the show has really became it just one
5: melded it was crazy
6: right it okay. Was
4: crazy. <laughs> uh, and speaking of, and YouTube, Purple Tape Productions. Hi. So it's just—is am I correct? Is it is just you two who are the. the it's the
3: just us. It? We do everything. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> 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 um, so, for example, in this show, we did the set, the lights. I directed it. Tyler production managed it. We produced it, um, and it came through our pipeline. So, we kind of we. Went to, we all went to uni together, we all went to UOW. Um, woo! woo. <laughs> and yes. I- yeah, you met Justin. I did, I did. Woo! <laughs> so UOW represent. Um, but yeah, we kind of realised that uh, we can do all of it ourselves and it's way better, even though it does stress us out sometimes. Um, I think we actually work really well that way because we just get each other. Um, so. It just makes it nice and easy.
4: Well, uh, before I I steal everyone's questions, I want to open up the room. If anyone has a question they want to ask before I keep chatting away, um, if anyone's got a question, feel free to... We'll do it like school. Pop your hand up and I'll come (laughs) over to you. Oh, excellent. I'm coming over to the mic. Bless you, Tom (laughs) Crotty. You don't have to say your name. If you don't want to, you can just ask a question.
2: Hi, my name's Tom. I'm from Darlinghurst. Hi,
1: Tom. Hi, Tom.
2: (laughs) I just had a quick question for Lily Heyman. Okay, sure. I've never held one of these before. Um, (laughs) When I congratulations on the show, it was great. Cheers, thank you, thank you. When I first saw that there was a show set in an elevator, I got a bit claustrophobic because as an audience member, I go, "How does that work? (laughs) How do I um, staying?" I was I was interested in how I was going to be engaged in a show that's just set in this four-by-four place. Um, I was. Thank you. Thank you. It was great. great. But my question (laughs) is, um, actually anybody can answer this, but as as a director, Lily, I was wondering, how did you um, meet that challenge and what was that like in the rehearsal room being like, "Cool, we've got this one space. We can't leave it. That's the premise of the show. Um, How do we keep this engaging?
3: yes um I actually have to credit these two a lot because I actually came on quite late in the show so um they already had kind of the bare bones of what you saw tonight um ready to go when they asked me to direct it so um as we said we did a um kind of a development showing in May of last year which is when Roe v Wade was overturned um and I was just the producer that provided the space for the development to happen um and kind of came in at the end and got to see it and Lana kind of asked me at the end of that if I would like to direct it moving forward and I said yes um and they'd done a lot of that um energetic work themselves and I think that's because it comes this play comes from them so a lot of the energy of the work is theirs um so I didn't have to do heaps of work about like getting that right but then when I came in, I think it was just about being that person outside of the elevator who could help make the picture work. Um, so it could be like, okay, like, yeah, it's great that you're talking to each other in this bit, but this is really important and you're facing the back. Which happens <laughs> so, so around. much. <laughs> um, so like, like, nice wall. i was like, yeah,
5: thanks. you. Yeah, I was like, you look, <laughs>
3: yep. open your eyes, please. Like, <laughs> Literally. Like, all, like, these were some of the really early directions um, that I took with it. But then I really want to say that, After Adelaide, actually, I think we learnt a lot from Adelaide because we had no set, we had no lights, it was a piece of tape on the ground and these two acting. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a few people who saw it in Adelaide who've seen it up here and, like, definitely I think it's come into its own here with all those things and a bit of new writing, but I think we learnt a lot from that, that that we could hold the energy of that work when these two were on and when they were with each other. You could just hold the energy. Um, And so that was great for me as a director because my usual style is to duck in and out of moments and like have all this movement and like most of my shows have puppets in them and like <laughs> la 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 I'm a big theatrical kind of director so coming down to doing this was a big um was really exciting because I was like I can do that <laughs> I can do this too it was really nice so I'm really glad I got to have that challenge and and play with it with two people that I'm very good friends with as well I think that helped
1: yeah
6: I was gonna say as well that um with the um, showing one of my biggest concerns going into it because it was just you know just a loose audience I was like can you have two people in an elevator make that work? Is that just, you know, visually going to hold up? And then that was kind of my first question to everyone that saw it after. I was like, did you find find it boring? They're like, no, we wanted it longer. <laughs> and that was like the, one of the main concerns for us because it was only, I think, 35 minutes or something like that. Sounds short. A year ago, yeah. yeah. And then they said, no, make it longer, which was a very weird. And they un- said,
5: we want to be with you. And yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks. We want to be with you. <laughs> like- <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. us spend kind.
6: more time together, yeah.
7: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Does yeah. anyone have any other questions before I run back?
7: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
7: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You run at the Ooh.
5: Back.
8: Ooh.
5: Ooh. <laughs>
4: Michael. Hello, everyone. Um, Hello, Michael.
5: This is my partner, by the way.
4: <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, this question is for Lana, which is also my Lana. Yes. Um, you said in the lovely intro to your bio as well that the conception of this idea came about in lockdown yeah and I wonder if you the realization of you being in an elevator stuck also kind of connects with you being in isolation and if you weren't in a lockdown how would you conceptualize this show as a piece whereas you wouldn't be stuck in a lockdown
5: a great question, Dull. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, it's better than what's your favorite color? Yeah, you yeah. Know. Well, that
5: was that was coming up. I, I really did think you were going to ask me what's my favorite color um, but no. That's that's a really good question. I think well, I don't know. Like it was the pressure of lockdown. I think, and and I, I felt so. We we also downsized a house. Um, so the first like lo- lockdown, we lived in a massive house, and the second one we moved it to an apartment just the four of us and um it, it felt like I, could, I I was too big for the house almost like I felt like anything I could do was I was going to explode or exude out of this house because I just had so much pent-up energy that I think that that all came into my subconscious and then I even in my dreams I was trapped and so it just it, it became like a whirlpool of terror really like it, it was and and i didn't think i could see the end of it so um i don't know how i would have conceptualized it i actually don't know if it would have happened if we weren't in lockdown i probably would have gone on to make like fairy movement dancing pieces <laughs> yeah. in my like, because that's what i do that's my type of, that's my type of theater like and so and so this is so different but like it, it was the one thing that i was so grateful for because of lockdown mm. yeah good question
4: a follow-up to that. How did that translate on stage for you? Like, if um, it, does it, yeah, does it have, like, an actual part in the stage you can pinpoint and go, that's where that came
5: yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's moments, there's conversations that I've had to uh, put barriers on because I'm like, this is very real. Um, these are really real conversations. So it's about protecting myself in those moments because, mm. yeah, it, it's it's quite terrifying sometimes yeah. how you could just think back to... Having these conversations with partners, and I'm sure we all have. So, yeah. well,
4: I mean, I think we yeah. had a discussion on Saturday that yeah. I, I feel it's exactly the same. I was like, I don't really want kids, you know, and yeah, I, and I don't feel like that's in my life personally, like right now, anyway. Yeah, um, but I think, and I think you made the comment that it's not very often that guys say that completely, but then I think I also said that uh, uh, guys will never understand ever the. Choices that you know females have to make, yeah. Um, as much as we want to sympathize and be an ally and so on, we yeah. just never will.
5: Yeah, that's completely right. Yeah,
4: true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I wanted to ask uh, Flynn when Lana gave you the call and you said, I have this idea for a play, yeah, do you want to be in it? What was the first sort of process like? Because you were based on your one man show uh, in lockdown by yourself,
6: yeah. So I spent Yeah, so my solo show was basically based around me being in lockdown completely alone and then only having really, like, calls and very rarely going outside. Um, And when Lana told me about the show, it was such an interesting uh, idea of, like, two people trapped in an elevator and how that would kind of materialise, would just be an interesting kind of two-hander. But also I thought what would be really interesting was the relationship of having an ex is always... Because you've got this love for this person that you have used to have or continue to have, but you don't want to show it. And then also the longer the times you spend with your ex, the more problems that either arise, but also the nicer memories also come flushing back. Mm. And so when Lana and I were talking about these characters and how they get along so well, and then there's this one, really this one concept that they both won't agree on and won't change about themselves, and they're both completely in the right to... Stay that way. I think that was what really drew me in, Mm. of two people that would work but don't work, and the grey area in between that. Yeah, I think it's really interesting.
4: Well, I guess bouncing, I'm bouncing around. Tyler, over to you with that. How did it come to your mind with the production elements of staging this?
7: Yes. Well, like Lily said, um, every time before this, it's just been a piece of tape on the floor.
4: And something
1: (laughs)
7: that I was like, um, and something that these two were like, can we please have a back wall? Can we please have a back wall? I was like, no, just have a curtain. Jeez. (laughs) Um, And then in Adelaide, we tried to do like the buttons. So we had like a really awful like piece of foam with the the buttons, the same buttons on it and like it it was jutting (laughs) out of the wall and it was like falling down. It was awful. Um,
4: Wouldn't make for the best realism, would it? (laughs) Yeah,
7: Yeah, it was like you kind of... (laughs) (laughs) It was at one point when Lana like... The part where Lana like presses the buttons really fast, it kind of came off the wall and Lily and I were like, oh God. (laughs) Push it back on, push it back on. Um, uh, Yeah, so we like kind of had elements of that in Adelaide and we tested maybe having some like reflective material for the back and we're like, oh God, that's awful. Um, And then it was really organic and really last minute to do this, whatever is in there. (laughs) Um, Like seven days before, it was literally just pieces of junk, like in the room, nothing that's in there right now. It was just like these pieces of recycled things that we'd collected um, at Shopfront because... That's where we're always at. Thank you. Clearly through all of our bios. That's where we (laughs) are. The only place we go is Shop (laughs) Run, which is so true. Um, There were just like pieces of things. And Lily and I were like, this is not it. And so we were like, we'll we'll just have to like fork out some money for some stainless steel. And that flat that is in there has been in the last like five Mayerarchy main stage shows. So it's kind of just like been here and never left because surely no one wants to carry that down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I
4: was sitting there going, oh, it must be in their contract that every show has yeah. to have that. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, that's answered it No, it's
7: literally <laughs> just everyone being like, hey, can I use that flat? That use? <laughs> <laughs> who do I ask? And they're like, oh, it's kind of like who, it just kind of happens. So that's really nice. For the first, like, Meraki main stage, it's a really nice thing. Um, and then it was, they borrowed and steeled for the rest. Stealed?
1: Still being stolled it,
7: yeah, borrowed. Anyway, can't speak. Um, yeah, we just kind of like whacked it all together, and then we we're like, oh, this. Not- oh, and some of it's your friend Courtney's who moved to England. She was like, do you want this stuff that I have? And we we're nice. like, yeah, that looks silver and elevatory. So we've <laughs> been like collecting pieces for like the last maybe nine months, um, and then we kind of just drilled it all into the flat, and it kind of worked really well (laughs) it's
4: the magic of theatre running a small business are you promoting a new show or running a theatre space maybe you're looking for an area to reach potential new clients why not advertise with us on the Theatre Thoughts podcast we have a range of packages and prices for you to put your ad right here on the podcast for more information contact us at theatre team at outlook.com or by heading to our website Theatre Thoughts Aus dot online. All right. Well, uh, does anyone have a question before my big one that I want to ask? Oh you? my
5: god! Oh,
4: anyone one. have any other questions? Hey. Yes. Oh, we're going up there. Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming over. <laughs> this is where I do my intermission music. Dun, 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 dun.
5: <laughs> yeah.
8: <laughs> Hi, my name's Darlene. Hi Darlene.
5: Hi.
7: Hi, Darlene.
8: And I've had the pleasure of working with these three very talented young women. Not, not me, I'll
6: hide in the corner. Yeah. <laughs>
8: <laughs> but I just wanted to say thank you for putting on a show that expresses the, the views and experiences of a lot of women in the world that sort of are ignored or um, shunned or just, igno- just not acknowledged and parts of the story are just being brave and saying it out loud parts of the story echo um my life and um i just wanted to say thank you very much for putting the show on thank you for saying that. i'm wondering i wanted to ask you what sort of research did you do to put the show together the story um sort of yeah talking to other people about it and like that was the main that was the
5: main thing I, i i spoke to a lot of women in my life um that modeled the lifestyle that I kind of wanted to emulate or people that I admire, which uh, a, a lot of those people are single women with no children <laughs> um, and I and and both of my mentors, one single woman with no children living in um, Potts Point and the other, a CEO with a child and it's 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 incredible so I had these beautiful in-depth conversations with so many gorgeous women who were willing to open their lives and their hearts and their stories and their successes and their failures um in relationships out of relationships how they have moved through their career how they haven't and that was the research it was just talking to really incredible women who have just like held me for so long and and yeah it was such a privilege to be able to do that and so those conversations kind of inspired the things that I really wanted to say and then (laughs) Roe v Wade happened and then I just went into that kind of um blue pole hole (laughs) and I started looking through all of those things and and it it just it came down to what did I really really want to say about this and it's okay to not have children that was the that was the that was the through line. And, and so that's, that's what
7: it was. So, yeah.
4: yeah. Great question. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Darlene. Yeah. Um, oh, well, my big question I want to ask um, oh. is I'd love to know how you believe the theatre industry has changed in recent years and how that has impacted the work you do.
5: That's a huge question.
4: Yeah, I'll let you have a think about it and we'll Austin. edit. <laughs> yeah. um, but have a, have a thing of what you want to say. But yeah, so how has the theatre industry changed in recent years and how has it impacted the work you create and the work you do?
3: Please. <laughs> I love this question. You'll ruin the <laughs> <laughs> podcast. That is a fantastic question. Um, I think it... Like, I'm coming from a perspective of someone who works at Shopfront Arts Co-op, works with a lot of amazing young artists um, who are coming through right now. So I definitely understand that my perspective is one that kind of entered the industry as it was changing. And I wouldn't say that I have, like, a perfect knowledge of what it was like before. Um, But I think it's worth acknowledging that the industry um, has always been propped up on unpaid labour and that the industry has always required young people in particular to kind of do dangerous things and <laughs> um, and put themselves out there and has asked young people to really make huge sacrifices in their lives to be able to have a career in the arts. And I think um, young the new generation coming through is, I believe, um, starting to stick up for themselves more and making changes in that area. But I, I do think that there's a lot more work to be done. Um, and I think a huge part of that is that the industry needs to be funded more um, because... If you don't have the funding, these people still want to make work and they're going to go out there and make it for free and they're going to go out there and lean over a ladder and they're going to go out there and do whatever the big person in the room asks them to do because they want to have a career and they want to be known as someone who will work hard. Like, I remember I've been asked to, like, pick up lights that were on that are burning hot and move them, which is terrible like i shouldn't yeah. but like because i was in a big room that wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> that was not tyler but like like big people like big like creatives who have careers have asked me to do wild things and i've done them because it's um a career i want to have and yeah. and so i do think that um that has always been a feature and the way that um i have been incredibly lucky to work at shopfront arts co because the people who work there don't ask that of young people and the people who work there are incredibly um Generous, like for example, hello Daniel Potter, who has allowed me way more leave than I should have had <laughs> <laughs> to be able to do this and other works. Um, and I understand that if I didn't have that place, I I wouldn't be making the work I'm making. Um, yeah. So I think, in general, I think we need the industry to shift more towards that model of supporting artists. Um, and I just really do hope that that continues. I think there's hope on the horizon. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot of cultural work to be done in theatre spaces to get rid of that idea that um, you just have to work yourself to death before you're allowed to have any money, let alone good yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, so that is my opinion on that. <laughs> well, Did Albo, everyone... if you're
4: listening. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Please.
5: <laughs> yeah. I think, just riffing off where we work... Hello, we're obsessed with our jobs. Um, <laughs> this is a show. Um, I've been so grateful to work with theatre companies such as Shopfront, such as Milk Crate Theatre Company who harness individual story and, and take from personal perspective and, and bring them forth to the, to the stage. And that is the most incredibly brave thing to do. Um, and to have honest and integrity on stage... The audience feels that in a different way to something that is completely fictionalized. So the more that people like don't have to bare their souls and, and to be dangerous, but to come from some sort of truth mm. um, and and speak from truth, that's where the industry begins to change. And I think that's it's a, such a beautiful thing that I've learnt and get to be a part of. Yeah, yeah,
4: that's great.
6: Uh, yeah, I think I've got a bit of an. A weird perspective on it Since I finished uni in 2020 right. So I kind of only really came into the Real theatre space oh my
4: god that's 10 years after I After I started Keep going please
6: Keep going keep going I'm going to
0: edit that out <laughs> Yeah 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 just a beep over it
6: yeah. Um, But yeah so Straight So during uh, 2019 I was kind of setting up To go on a few shows And do all these things For my final year at uni And then we're doing zoom calls Trying to do a uni degree Over zoom is just yeah. Does not work Um And most of my assessments Were uploading a YouTube video And then They'd watch it And then like it And dislike it It was just this whole <laughs> thing <laughs> And you'd be like That's <laughs> Yeah
8: That's awesome they, yeah. <laughs> it's so
6: It was rough It was very funny though And then like Your cast <laughs> mates Were like like And then you Yeah it was hilarious Anyway Oh my god Yeah that Um was It was <laughs> It was morbidly funny Um <laughs> But so when I kind of, after 2021, after the second lockdown kind of came out, um, I had all of these projects that I'd lined up for two, three years at this point that I wanted to do, but we didn't really have, you know, the space or lock, you know, lockouts and restrictions and all that. And so what I really grasped just from the people that were, had been in the industry longer and either the directors and stuff was that they were just so hungry Mm. to put something out, so they had such mu- so much energy built up that they just wanted to put theatre out there and then even if they could only have five people in the audience because of restrictions or mm. um, they would take it anywhere where they were less in a different area, in a different... Yeah. What was it called? Not IGA. The IGA. LGA. No, IGA. <laughs> I, that's that's IGA. Just I, outside the IGA. Yeah. yeah <laughs> You're
4: joking. Yeah, I knew it was not
6: IGA. That's why I said it. Um, no, I knew I was close enough. Um <laughs> Yeah, the closest Coles, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it was just like really... like Romeo and Juliet, but coals are yeah. police <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you God. can only go to one or the other. You're not allowed <laughs> to cross. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just really, in a weird way, it was quite inspiring to watch all these people that had two years of just block, mm. you know, two years of wanting to get all this stuff done. And this show is very much similar to that, where, like we said, like 2020 is when I got the call from Lana and... We've, 2021 yeah. Oh yeah It's <laughs> only two, two years But like it's been So long coming And we've just Had so much energy To do it And it's been very Yeah inspiring I think is the word To watch all these creatives Just Release all this Built up energy That yeah. they've just Want to make it um, mm. So yeah I can't really speak For what was beforehand Because I was <laughs> High school And then uni And then just Didn't really do much yeah. But
4: Yeah. And I think like from the guests I've spoken to, I've, I've hoped that we go through like, I've said a renaissance of, of art because, you know, history, stories, anything plague renaissance. Um, So (laughs) hopefully we're going through that. And I feel like we are because there is this backlog of art that everyone's just dying to get on. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, Tyler, did you want to add anything before I ask you our one minute theater thoughts? Oh, um,
7: Mm. I guess my perspective is from a production perspective so obviously there's a if you haven't heard there's a crew shortage um <laughs> <laughs> a major one so that's sort of still a repercussion of covid um but i think that aside a lot of people are feeling like the pressure to be creating amazing art because we've had all of this time to like sit and think so the pressure is also not helping that situation um but the flip side because let's not end on a downer is that we are having like we're getting amazing um mentorships and mm. programs and also just like organic sort of relationships that are happening where young young people or emerging technicians designers are starting to sort of pop up and feel a little bit more ownership over asking to be involved hi georgia, hi, georgia. Hi, georgia. <laughs> <laughs> so georgia is our fabulous stage manager and operator and i taught georgia at shopfront when she was 14 and now she is 18 (laughs)
1: lol (laughs) (laughs) but
7: like that's also not just like that sort of a very like high school to young adult young adult situation but I also have like an amazing mentor in Potter like in production and sort of like stepping now into like the main stage um scene while also taking way too much time off for Purple sand. but also having those sort of mentorships and collaborations where you don't just rely on one person to run an entire production team at a theatre company. Mm. Um, so that's the really nice thing I think that's come from COVID, that people are asking for help more and asking for mentorship.
4: Excellent. Those are great answers. Thank you so much. Well, uh, the way we always end our, our podcast episodes is I do what's called one minute theatre thoughts. Now I've never uh, done it with four people before, so this is going to be a bit of a change. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. So ready. <laughs> What has been your favourite production you've seen recently?
5: The Wasp at KXT.
4: Oh,
6: Six the
3: Musical. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Straight Talk by Marigeku.
7: Oh, that's a really good one. Um, Sex Magic at Griffin. Oh, oh true, nice. true.
4: Um, what's your go-to karaoke song?
5: Oh, that don't impress me much. Shina- Shania Twain. <laughs>
4: um,
6: that's the that goes. I don't want to hold my. Don't want to close my eyes. Don't want to miss a thing. Oh, Nega.
7: Don't Stop
3: Me Now by Queen. Sorry, Dad, he hates Queen.
4: <laughs> um, oops, I did it again, Britney nice. Spears. <laughs> um, who inspired you as a young theatre maker?
3: Natalie Rose and Jane
6: Um I had a guy in high school, Mitchell Cherry.
3: My cousin, Matt Prest.
7: Oh, I was going to say Nat or Matt, so there we go. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and the last question, which production would you most want to see come to Australia? Ooh. You can tell we're theatre people. That's the reaction.
5: <laughs>
3: I don't know. The current complicity show. I cannot remember, it's a really oh, long no, title, yeah, but that current complicity show true. that's on right now, I yes. want to see it really oh, bad. Yes. Okay. I don't know what it's called. Though. Maybe
5: flea bag with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <gasps> oh actually yes, yes. being fleabag. Yes. Like she could come here and then we could be friends. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi.
6: <Phoebe. laughs> oh, I don't want to say the liking the music. <gasps> So many, I so many times I haven't seen Like seen so this Since I was six no, I know I know it. I'm sorry I never got the chance all right? I'm sorry Roll I off. haven't seen this Since I was like five And I miss it Alright leave me a...
7: I can't think of a single Theatre show
6: That's
4: okay <laughs> the, Lion the Lion
7: King, King is it.
6: Right. I miss it
7: oh, I've seen it twice <laughs> I,
6: I, I saw it once When I was five And i like you I miss it, it.
7: <laughs> Yeah Next, <laughs> I was five. I don't oh
3: remember. Man. Absolute garbage.
4: <laughs> week. Excellent, and well, I guess that's roughly a minute. <laughs> well done. Well, thank you guys oh so God. much uh, for jumping on. Congratulations with the show. Thank you, so thank you much. everyone for joining us Thanks and staying everyone. behind tonight for all your amazing questions. Um, we'll give you a round of applause to end the podcast. Whoa, thank you. Yeah. Thank you to Lana, Flynn, Lily and Tyler for joining me on the podcast. A massive thank you to Margaret, Luke and the team at Meraki Arts Bar for helping to organise the Q&A and this episode. You can find out more about Purple Tape Productions and their next event, Tape Over, by heading to purpletapeproductions.com. This episode was produced by Echidna Audio. Follow them on Instagram at Echidna Audio for all their audio services. Once again, if you enjoyed our podcast, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and head to the link in this episode's description for our Instagram account, TikTok, YouTube and Patreon. My name's Justin Clark, and I'll see you next time here on the Theatre Thoughts Podcast.